I'm a real alcoholic. My name is Michael. 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 But for the grace of a loving God, the 12 steps as they're outlined in the first 103 pages of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, meetings like this and people like you guys. Today, I have a concept of God, a God in my understanding. I'm clean and sober for that. I am immensely grateful. And I'd like to welcome anybody who hasn't had a spiritual awakening as the result of working these steps. And for those of us who have, we're cheering you on to come join us, but make no mistake, there's definitely some work to do. Congratulations on your two years, your two year milestone. Um, let's see what it was like. Uh, I'm a hope to die alcoholic. I placed alcohol above everyone and anything in my life as is evidenced by my story and the, the amends I make today. Um, I, um, I have a God-given sobriety date of May 2nd, 2016. Um, that was the day that I um, surrendered. You know, and, and my mentor um, always reminds me, he goes, if you ever want to see the problem, just look in the mirror, right? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, it's, and that's the truth. He, he, you know, the, the guys that are around, they always tell me the truth. And, and that's the one thing I love about alcohol. Anonymous. I don't ever want to take my sobriety for granted either. You know, this morning I woke up in my own bed. Um, I had a choice of shoes and clothes to make. Um, what I want to drive, I don't ever want to take that stuff for granted. I'm truly, truly grateful uh, for what I have. Um, so let's get into it. On, on uh, December the 17th, 2015, um, I had um, my daughter stayed home from school. Um, two gunmen came to my house to rob me because I was involved in a lot of nefarious activity like some of us do, uh, along with my alcohol. And they held a gun to her head to rob me. They were looking for drugs and money. And um, took her back to my office where I was, put us on our knees, zip tied us. And um, I asked her, I said, honey, why'd you let them in? And she said, dad, I thought they were your friends. You see, I invited the wolf into my house by the stuff that I was involved in, the things that I was doing, my behavior. Um, like I said, I placed alcohol and drugs above everyone and anything in my life. And at that moment, um, I, you know, I told her, I said, everything's going to be okay. You know, and, and, you know, the fear in her eyes. But, you know, see, as a parent, I was willing to die. I was willing to take a bullet um, to, to save her. And, at, you know, when the gunman walked out of my office, I had a shotgun behind my, my uh, office door. I had a Mossberg 500. And the minute he turned his back, I was able to um, pop my wrist, break the zip tie, and grab that shotgun. I got to tell you, the sweetest sound is the sound of a shotgun, even though it wasn't loaded. But the one guy dropped my safe and they ran out, out, out of the house. Um, the point I'm making is, at that point, I was willing to die to save my daughter's life, but I could not stop to save my own. How do you make an amends for that? And I'll get to that in a moment. So after that, that was the last time my wife, that's the last time my family lived together, because my wife, who's not one of us, she said, I almost lost the two things I love the most. And I can't even call the cops. And, and that was it. And, and at that point, I, I, everything I did was to die. Because I had no, I mean, I, I was just like so disgusted. How could I do this? How could I let this happen? And my alcoholism took me to a whole new level that I've never been. You, you know the saying, it's like every bottom has a trap door. Well, I was about to discover mine. And it wasn't, you know, it, this was in December. So in May, 
um, our April, late April, I ended up in the hospital. I was in St. Joe's fighting for my life. I was there in the ICU for 10 days because that's where it took me. It got me to that point. And that's what it took for me. You know, I've been, I've been to institutions. I had J54355. That is a, a number that I will never forget, but it's not who I am today. It's not who I am today. I um, got out of St. Joe's. Uh, ended up in a place called the Orange County Friendship Club. It's a place over on Orange Olive. Um, that was where I was directed to go. And, and I, um, I approached this thing with the gift of desperation. Um, I, I got my first sponsor there. And, uh, you know, his name was Bob M. And, and I remember asking him, I said, Bob, how do I know when I've had a spiritual awakening? And he said, that's easy. He said, when you wake up in the morning and you realize your life's not being managed by an idiot anymore. <laughs> you see, and, and, and that's what it took. You know, I mean, these guys, they, they, he told me the truth. And he also told me, he said, it's going to get harder. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But I promise you, if you stay, it will get better. And, um, and I got to tell you, you know, he, we went through the steps and, and eventually <laughs> I outgrew him. No, he, he, but we speak parted ways when I got to my ninth step. And, and, and that was another moment in my, uh, my recovery where I have the sponsor I have today, Dan, and I've had him ever since. And, you know, God has a way of working in my life that, you know, that works today. You know, I have, I was angry. I was restless, irritable and discontent and, and um, Chucky is my sobriety brother. He uh, introduced me to my sponsor. And um, when I was um, in that limbo time of looking for a sponsor, it wasn't long, you know, but I had a group of men that were around me. Um, they guided me. My mentor, um, he called me up and he said, hey, until you find a sponsor, I want you to uh, call me every day. And he, and he did. And he gave me directions and I followed the directions. Um, and, and I prayed about it. And, and by praying about it, you know, the right people showed up at the right time. I didn't have to force anything. You know, I didn't have to try to figure anything out. I just let go and let God. And I really, really had to get out of the way. I mean, talking about total respect, total surrender, total surrender. You know, if, if, if I could simplify this program in three words, it would be surrender, acceptance, and gratitude. Those three words. I mean... You know, because I have a way of complicating the heck out of things, and um, and that's and that's what I did, and 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 I'll never forget. Eleven months of sobriety, I got arrested, uh, sober for uh, a, a felon in possession of a firearm. You see, they they found one of my guns, and um, they had an eyewitness that said it was mine, and I was looking at seven years of prison, going back because I had a prison prior. They came to my shop. I had a, you know, I was, I came in homeless, Virgil losing my business. And here I am, you know, and, and again, one of those things where I had to surrender and get into radical acceptance, right? So whatever your will is going to happen. That's the way it is. And uh, my sponsor asked me, um, he said, so when's your court date? And I told him, I said, listen, uh, I'm just going to plead not guilty. You don't have to go. And he goes, listen, kid, I didn't ask you, um, <coughs> Uh, I asked you when your court date is. You know, we do this thing hand in hand and side by side. And I told him, and he was at every single one of my court dates with me. And I had one of the best lawyers that you can have, you know, John Barnett. He's saved my butt a few times for those of you who know um, they get in trouble, got in trouble like I did. Um, anyways, uh, after a few court dates, I'll, I'll never forget, um, 
it went from seven years to uh, three years, <laughs> three years, eight months joint suspended um, and 20 days Caltrans. And, uh, and I asked my attorney, I said, is that the best you could do? He said, sign right here. <laughs> and, I, and I said, okay. And I, and I told my sponsor, I said, you, you're going to help me with this Caltrans. You said we do this thing hand in hand, side by side. And he said, no, I think you can, you can handle this. Um, <laughs> my daughter's 21st birthday um, happened last year. And um, I asked her, I said, you know, I'll take you out to dinner. We'll go to Mashos, go wherever you want. I'll buy you your first drink. And she said, you know, dad, what I want is um, if, if you could barbecue baby back ribs and make fettuccine Alfredo with shrimp at your sober living. And uh, that's how I want to spend my 21st birthday. You see, and every time I get up here and I share my experience, strength and hope with you guys, I get one step closer to making that amends. You see, my son was there. He's got two years of sobriety now. His girlfriend was there. My daughter, her boyfriend, my ex-wife was there. And um, that's all a gift of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm really, really grateful to be here with you guys to share this with you. And uh, thank you, Tom. And I love you. Thank you.